This is a detail podcast. Ba ba dum bum. Ba ba dum bum. Ladies and gentlemen, the stories you are about to hear are completely fiction. The episode themes are from real television programs, but have been changed to make this show's theme make sense. You are listening to WandaVision. Hello and welcome everyone to Drinking Geek Out, a show where we drink beer and geek out. I'm your host, Dustin. Alongside me is... This is Saf, and alongside me is... Keith. And alongside me is... Pale, and alongside me is... Uh, the other... Uh, beer, and the other three dudes, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't have to do that, Pale. Like, we already introduced ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> You could just go on to today's episode. It's featuring today's episode is featuring. Yeah, you could. Well, you have to fill in the blank. It, it's, Do you not know what they are? It's all on the screen right there. Um, <laughs> scroll down. It's my first oh, day. Sorry, five. guys. <laughs> Indiana City Broody Bunch and Peaches and Cream Milkshake IPA from Dot and Line Brewing. And we are talking about WandaVision. But before we get to that, what have you guys been drinking or playing or watching lately? All right. So I'll take over first. Uh, this one is a what I've been drinking lately. Uh, me and Allison took a little trip to Ellison Brewing Company, which is downtown Indianapolis. Uh, something that we normally don't go to is downtown Indianapolis because the trip is always just stupid. Even though we're we're on 70 for most of our time traveling around to get to other breweries, but going downtown is dumb. Uh, but this one is on Madison and Henry on that corner, and it's essentially right across the street. Uh, not really across the street. It's a couple blocks away from Lucas Oil. Like you walk out the door and you take a left. You look up, you see Lucas Oil Stadium, uh, which was really cool to see. Um, so we did a flight of everything. Clearly, uh, that's what we do when we go new places. As you do, as we do. Uh, I think the best beer that we had there was, was a couple of, like front runners there. They had a tiramisu. Uh, Irish stout, or uh, sorry, tiramisu pacer stout, and then they had an Irish cream milk stout. Uh, so those both were really stinking good. Uh, they had a couple seltzers that I decided, yeah, sure, I'll go ahead and taste those. Those were pretty good, even though I don't like seltzers. Uh, but the the two best beers, or at least the best beer that they had there, was the blueberry crumb. Uh, it tastes exactly like a blueberry crumb. It was amazing. Uh, the second best one, the one that I drank the most of, was the strawberry shortcake. I thought it was fantastic. It clearly wasn't the best. Uh, the uh, blueberry crumb was the best one. But I had this one more because Allison loved the blueberry one and I wanted to be different. I didn't want to be like, yeah, keep ordering two of those uh, blueberry crumbs, please. Uh, but they have food, which is pretty good. Uh, lots of beer on tap. Uh, and we asked him, did you, do you guys have guest taps or do you just have your stuff? And he's like, well, we have about 20 taps and they're all ours. I'm like, good, stop there. Like, we don't care about guest taps. We care about your beer. <laughs> you have 20 beers. We're good. 
but it was all in all a good time. I'll probably go back again. It was, it was a really nice place. Really like up to date, modern design downtown in uh, indie. This is awesome. Cool. I believe that was the old Tow Yard Brewing Company that closed a few years ago. Yeah, was in that building. Uh, for my beer is semi related to this episode. It's from Dot and Line, and it's the Cookies and Coconut Crumble Toasted Coconut Vanilla Bean Imperial Sweet Stout. And um, I mean, I'm a huge Oreo guy. I got to get all the f- the new flavors oh, yeah. and the mystery flavors and try all the new Oreos. Uh, so uh, any Oreo stout is usually up my alley. This one, well. I also am not a huge coconut fan, and uh, that knocked it down a little bit for me. I, I think the coconut was an unnecessary additive. Mm. It would have just been a good standard Oreo stout. And the vanilla scene, I think it was like artificial vanilla. It, it kind of added a weird aftertaste, like vanilla extract or whatever. But overall, it was a good beer, and I gave it a 4 out of 5. Nice. I say, Pale and I picked those up. We're going to have that on a future episode. Nice. Um, so when I said Pale and I picked it up, I'm going to speak for both of us, Pale, unless you got your own little thing. But um, we just went to Dot and Line not too long ago because there's not many other places that we go. Um, we'll be going to Summit City here soon. I plan on going to that Monday afternoon. Um, who knows when this is airing, but I'll long since be done. Uh, but we went to Dot and Line. <laughs> uh, what was it? Last weekend? Uh, it was last weekend. Mm-hmm, like a week, exactly a week from today's recording. A week from today. So uh, we were just there. So it was awesome. We got to try all their new stuff. Pails, uh, we just picked up the four pack of what we're drinking today. Um, they have a bunch of new stuff um, on tap and that we hadn't had before. Uh, a lot of rotating stuff. And what was neat when we got there, uh, there's just one bartender working, but he came around. He gave us free stickers. So we got these big old dot and line stickers. I think they're selling for a dollar, but he gave them to us. We must've been talking podcast pale. So he's like, Oh, Hey, free promotion. Yeah. He heard heard us. I think you gotta have your podcast uh, (laughs) merch on. If they see the merch that they know. So they give you free beer too. Exactly. No, we should wear shirts from now on. It's, it's, I mean, I have a shirt for every day of the week. (laughs) Let's be real. Every time I go to a brewery, I have a different one on. Yeah, I love that they do single cans now um, up top there in the cooler. It's like two rows of just like singles. And then you got the four packs underneath that. I was fairly surprised yeah, at how nice. full. that's nice so you don't have to. That, yeah, how full the cooler was from one of the previous times. I I feel like they've upda- up their can production because it was like completely full. And I think that's awesome that a lot of those beers have been have been brewed for a couple weeks now and still in the cooler, which is awesome. Yeah, and they're finally getting their label game up to code. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are in a, a printing company, so about time they got that rolling, so that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'll just give you guys my, my uh, Switch update um, since I haven't really been drinking anything new except for the dot and line visit and whatever we do on the show, but um, I started Breath of the Wild a couple weeks ago now, um, probably already up to like 30 hours of gameplay and 
Uh, I think I've completed about 14 or 15 nice. shrines. Um, I've already had to, like, look up a couple guides to, like, help me through a shrine, which is kind of sad. <laughs> but it's like, I don't, I'm like, um... That's not sad at all. Some of the puzzles are pretty Yeah, funny. like, uh... Depending, depending on which like one you two go of them into. were, you had to, like, drop the, like, the little orb ball into the right parts and there was like five total and it's like well i don't know where they need to go to open the gate yeah. so yeah i had to like look up where they go um, i've done it too yeah no shame in that and then the little uh i'm stuck on one with the crap little crab robots the head pops up and it's got like spinning swords and you basically just have to go yeah the guardian just use your your flips <laughs> like and your crab robot i don't know what they're called <laughs> I'm sorry. I've never heard. Uh, I'm, I'm racking my brain. I'm glad Saf got it. I'm like, what the hell is the crab robots? I'm like, oh, the guardians. I didn't know what it was until I said it, it was with the spinning sword. And I was like, yep, oh, yep, yeah, yep, that's, yep. I know what it is. Yeah, they come at you. He comes at you and he spins. Like, he backs up and then comes spinning towards you. And then you just have to dodge him. And then, like, as soon as you dodge, you have a chance to like use, like, triple or quadruple hits. Barry. So, I... Yeah, I'm I'm loving the game, so we'll talk more about it next time. Awesome. Great game. And a future Breath of the Wild episode coming this year to celebrate the 35th anniversary of Zelda. <laughs> hey, speaking of beer, I don't know if you guys have heard that uh, we just recently teamed up with Chapman's, and we're super excited about it. Um, yes, we are. So, basically... Uh, with Chapman's, we teamed up with them. We got a special code um, s- exclusively for our podcast listeners. Um, and our code is DIGO15, D-I-G-O-1-5, that we can use to get 15% off of their online ordering. And they have a brand new online ordering service, which is awesome. Um, I, for one, tried them out already and got a huge growler of their new roulette series um, crap. It was the hazelnut brown. I forget what they call it, but, um, it was our hazelnut brown ale and it was freaking delicious. Trusty. The what? Trusty. Trusty. You're right. So just got that growler of trusty. It was delicious. Uh, picked up a pint glass. Um, just all these other great things that they have. And now they're putting out cans, uh, which is really cool. So two different six packs you can pick up for like 25 bucks. Use our code, get 15% off of that, uh, delivered right to your door, as long as you order before 3.30 p.m. online. Um, and you live in Northeast Indiana, of course. I probably should have started with that. Um, so living here in Northeast Indiana <laughs> is the only place that you can order. Uh, you check out their website, shop.chapmansbrewing.com, and they'll show you a little map. Basically anything um, from just south of Fort Wayne all the way up uh, into the Northeast of Indiana, and they'll deliver right uh they start deliveries at 3 30 p.m and yeah they'll deliver it that same day as long as you order before 3 p.m that day which is pretty cool so i'm excited to try it out again get some of the cans if i was smart i would have done it today um but i didn't that would have been nice other things going on completely forgot and missed that 3 30 deadline so i'm excited to check them out uh, again next week and uh yeah we'll have some more chapmans on the show so it's an awesome opportunity they texted you updates like 
to let you know, like, oh, we're almost there yes. or stuff like that? Um, what was really awesome is the gentleman that was delivering my beer sent me a text, said, hey, I'm about 30 minutes out. Is anyone home uh, that can receive the beer? And, of course, you have to be 21 or older, show your ID, um, and he'll go ahead and hand that to you. So I responded back, yes, I'm home. Um, and he showed up within that 30-minute window, showed him my ID, handed me the beer and the glass, and we were good to go. Super easy. Didn't have to leave the house. Just had to put pants on to answer the door. Uh, Pale, you were saying something in the group chat about the roulette club. Uh, what is that? Uh, the roulette club is um, it's a specific like line of beers that um, you sign up for that roulette club they deliver the growler of the newest beer in that group before it even goes on tap in any of their tap rooms so it's kind of like the same concept kidding me yeah you have to um sign up before like put the order in before three they'll deliver it like on the on friday and then like you're already trying beer that's not even tapped yet um and that's just a reoccurring thing Right, that's really cool. Like, be able to get, like, if if we can get our like the Doodle Series beer that we've been getting like every month, uh, or the Yo uh, from Indiana City. Like, if they send a growler of that instead of a four pack, oh my god, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it's the same quantity, right? Mm, yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, if if there were, if I was in the area for delivery, I hundred percent would have signed up for the roulette club i might sign my brother up and be like don't drink these <laughs> save them for the only thing is they come in growler so you got to be there like within a week to drink them yeah but it's once a month like i can figure it out and go up there <laughs> yeah that's true mm-hmm. plus the new cans it's awesome a lot easier to store than the growler otherwise i take advantage of this all the time but i'm like oh man that's a lot of beer to drink in one week so yeah, pretty awesome. Check them out. Again, our code is DIGO15, that's D-I-G-O-1-5, um, for 15% off all your online orders at shop.chapmansbrewing.com. Check it out. Chapman's Brewing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we, we'll go first because uh, Sav is like almost out of his. <laughs> well, I've gonna open up this other one so i gotta finish this one but i gotta review this one before i drink the whole thing so it's kind of a yeah catch 22 22. yeah (laughs) all right so we're gonna do the beer of the episode or the two beers of the episode we have indiana city's broody bunch in front of us it is as i mentioned during the read the doodle series it is a couple months uh last month's Doodle series? Yeah, I believe so because this one is squad goals which is delicious but this one is just uh last month's um, and we, we immediately had the same thought when we got, well, not when we got this, but same thought about when we should have this on would be the one division episode because of the premise of one division. And we'll find that out. If you don't know, just stop this episode right now. <laughs> <You> watch it. <laughs> watch, watch that episode. Anyways, this is a spinoff spoof off of the Brady Bunch. Uh, we have different images, uh, on the can that, you know, basically is like the the window uh, that you would see on the television show. And this was made during uh, quarantine or whatever. So 
usually the artists would all collaborate on one image. They all made their own image and combined them this way. So they're all in separate squares. Mm-hmm. So it was a cool way of still having, uh, doing a label, but not having to like to draw on the same sheet of paper and whatnot. Yeah. And some of them kind of blend over. Uh, it's really hard to like show you guys, uh, but the yeah. the top robot is reaching into the eye of the the scary monster, and so you can see that there's some collaboration. I feel like some of these were post creation, or they had the idea that they were going to do this, and so they left the ability to draw it, they overlap them, or something. Yeah, at at some point, or they drew it. And then they kind of collaborated, you know, here's my image, here's this image, we're going to put it on there. And then, yeah, yeah. I don't know how they did it. It's crazy. It looks good. It's fantastic. Uh, these Doodle Crews, again, 10 out of 10 on these cans, 100%. I love them. They're always great. Yeah. they're. When I I uh, scanned the little barcode with untapped and it showed 21 different Doodle Crew beers popped up when I did that. <laughs> so I don't know if this is like the 20th or the 21st, but... I mean, yeah. they stopped numbering them at some point. <laughs> yeah. But they're all high quality. Right. Um, so this is 7.5% ABV. Uh, I kind of skipped over that when I started talking about the can, but I was super excited about the can. Uh, it is uh, zero, zero, quote unquote, zero IBUs because they're <laughs> uh, not applicable. So we're going to have to come up with some of our own. And I believe the untapped is pretty bleak on description. Yeah, there's no description on this one. Yeah. So you're just going to have to deal with our crappy rendition of what these images are or whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all in all, these can't, these little girl Trump holding a lollipop. <laughs> uh, it lo- uh, looks like a Mysterio style. That's what I was going to say. Some... But it's like s- helmet. Uh, lost. I don't know. He's like in space, and it looks like it's like a skull in the helmet. So, he, like, I don't know if something poisoned him or something. And all his skin melted off. It's freaking. Yeah. There's a uh, little alien goblin dude uh, drinking a milkshake, and he has binoculars strapped to his face, and he's like spying on somebody while doing his laundry. I mean, it looks like he's doing his laundry. <laughs> yeah, there's a washing machine or something behind him. Yeah. Then you have crazy cat lady dancing with her cats. <laughs> and there's a whole bunch of cats in the background. Yeah. Oh, just, these cans are awesome. <laughs> They're the best. For the beer, what's what color is this? Oh, yeah. My lighting situation has not improved since I moved <laughs> my desk. Say so every picture on Untapped is different. I see ones that match Dustin's and ones that matches yours, but there's some on here that are like super bright orange. So I'm not sure. It, I guess it depends on your lighting. Yeah. yeah pull it away from my and, uh, my computer screens, and mine looks more like Andrew's. That lighter, milky it's looking. very like, yeah, I was going to say creamy, but yeah, milky. So kind of Light. like a one or a two. Uh, not, quite, yeah. not quite as like see-through as you'd expect one would be, but definitely closer to a two. It's almost a a data's face. Yeah, it really. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Which is not one of our colors, but it's up there, but like one between one and two. Hundred percent. Got to make a one and a half square. Now. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we could come up with so many options. 
tenth ratings <laughs> with the number of stuff that we have stored away. Uh, but I think I think I'm good with either going with the one or two. One and a half would be suitable. I think it's more of a two than a one. Yeah, I would agree. All Let's right. go with two. All right, Captain Kirk, my shirt is still on. <laughs> Number two. must be the early in the episode. It must be <laughs> the opening credits. <laughs> All right, we're gonna uh, s- smell. Um, you have the faint smell of citrusy, pineapple-y, tropical hops. Tropical hops. Um, you definitely could smell. It's just juicy there's not a whole lot to it other than juicy hops which you expected you know as a new england style it smells pretty typical to the la- all of the mm-hmm. ones we've had so far especially recently they've been kind of more of like pineapple tropically that is true i don't so. I, I wish it said what hops they used maybe it does on instagram I, or like the actual release of this which i don't have open but yeah I do know that the next one that I've already gotten because it came out, I think, last Friday. Uh, they Squad? The Squad Goals. Yeah, they advertise that it's a new thing. Mm. So it's uh, Wildflower and Honey. So they, they Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they pretty much advertise that it's like a new mm-hmm. strand. So it's, they're not just building up on it. And so I think that's they're getting away from what this is. This one tastes different than the last one. We promise. It does. Yeah, absolutely does. <laughs> for sure. Um, but there's some subtle nuances, but at the same time, you're like, oh, I could totally tell that this is building up on, so it's good. I love everything that they do. And, it, uh, since I've practically finished mine at the point, it doesn't have that like throat burn that some of these super hoppy beers do. Yeah. That's good. You feel that more like in the roof of the mouth or in your, yeah. in your cheeks, you have if that you, kind of burn. If you hold it. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, definitely, definitely have a lot of tropical flavors on the, on the mouth feel pale. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, for the, back to the smell, where does it fall on our intensity Hulk banner (laughs) that I made up? Clarity, it's probably lead because you can't see through it. Like Superman can't see through lead for the head. It's probably an Ichabod. I know that's not the name of the Headless Horseman, but it's easier to say than the Headless Horseman. Uh, texture. Um, it's pretty thick. Yeah. It's not that foamy, though. <laughs> right. I, there's not one that's, like, thick, unless you go moose. Yeah. Moose-like, like, yeah. Probably a little bullwinkle. I can do a little bullwinkle. It's, it's thick. It's definitely not fluffy, so you can't say it's, like... Stay puff, but it's definitely not Rayman. So yeah, Bullwinkle, I guess. Yeah. It's not really a good classification on that one. All right, uh, carbonation. We have can't really see it because it's so it's so hazy. You can't see the bubbles, so it's no way to tell how fast or slow they're moving. So none, <laughs> I guess. But it's not flat though, so it's in there. Once we get to the mouthfeel, we'll be able to. Gotcha talk about the carbonation <laughs> okay um so we'll just pass on that one for now or just yeah yeah it comes back up all right aroma the intensity it is definitely hulk he's pretty angry yeah it's very it's pungent for yeah, sure it's an angry hulk uh the hops we kind of can skip this because we don't know but it's definitely dk country 
<laughs> yeah. And some annoying orange. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really getting any malts off of the smell. No, not at all. It's mostly hops or esters. We can skip those. Mm-hmm. Oh, the flavor. How how much alcohol are you getting? A, a dash? <laughs> <laughs> a dash of alcohol in this one? A dash of alcohol? Yeah, I think it's a little bit mild. I think Tyrion Lannister is going to be our... Uh... It's it's mild. It's not too noticeable, right? Because it is a juicy, it is uh, hazy, yeah. and so it's deceptively seven point five percent. So I think mild is the correct thing. Tyrion Lannister. I'm surprised you knew who that was. I just looked up like the most alcoholic characters, and he was one that popped up. <laughs> He's pretty geeky. <laughs> um. All right. Flavor on the hops again. DK Country. The same. Yeah. yeah. Little fruit ninja, oh yeah, little fruit ninja, yeah. Hot bitterness, it's not overly bitter. No, moderate. Yeah, maybe between moderate and restrained. Yeah, yeah. So we have clone the Anakin in the Clones War. Anakin, huh. that's a good one. Uh, skip the malts again. Don't really have much there. Body, Mando. I think <laughs> middle. Yeah, middle agreed. ground. Yeah, it's pretty middle road there. Carbonation, it's pretty faint, I still think. Yeah. We just know it's there. It's not flat, but we know it's there. So Mario works It's not super tingly on the tongue. Yeah. Uh, The finish, I'm assuming this is like bitterness, right? How it finishes in your mouth? I think so. Yeah, I'm going to have to go. Does the flavor stay with you a short period of time or a long period of time or a medium period of time? I think middle. I think middle. Yeah. It doesn't immediately drop off, but it's not something that sticks with you all day. Right. Yeah. So the Justice League movie, this is. Yeah. It's not the Snyder Cut. It's not that long. Uh. <laughs> I did watch that, by the way. Same. I still I haven't watched it. it. I haven't had the time. I had to watch it in two nights, though. <laughs> I did it all at once. Is there intermission break in there? Nope. It was It was a self-made one. I enjoyed it. And then. The balance, I I don't know. I think it's on the sweet side, so Walter White. <laughs> yeah. Right, perfect. It's not extremely bitter as Heisenberg is. Yeah. All right, so that was that was our uh our little bit more of a breakdown for geekiness. I think that'll get faster as we go on. Yeah. This is the first time we're actually using it, so bear with. Sorry for the <laughs> length there. Oh, it'll get longer when Pale and I do ours, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> There's definitely ways to streamline it, but I thought it would be a fun idea. Uh, have you guys pulled up Untapped over there in yeah, northern Indiana? I did. Out of 304 check-ins, it got a 4.03. And I have no friends. And I have not had this beer. So neither of you guys. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say. It seems pretty well liked all throughout. At least the first ones I've scrolled through have all been fours or higher. So like you were saying, I think a lot of people look forward to trying this when it comes out, this mm-hmm. series. Not seeing a lot of comments. Pale, can you find any? Mm, the one I'm looking at has eight check-ins. Is that what you're seeing? Or am I looking at a, a wrong, the wrong? There's another one with 300 check-ins. Yeah, look at Broody Bunch. Don't do the Oh, just look bunch. at Broody Bunch. Yeah. See, I, yeah, yeah, I was on the Broody Bunch. Oh, hey. I just found this on the side of the can. Hops, cit- strata, talus, and citra. Mm. Strata citra. I just happened to glance down and see that. 
Strata. I don't know what Strata or Talus is. I had to scroll all the way down. Steve said, great brew by Indiana City Brewing. Very smooth, well-balanced, fresh. Love it. He gave it a four. Solid Deepa from Will. Thanks, Will. He gave it a 3.75. Uh-oh. Adam. He says he split it with Keith. The lying son of a bitch. I did not try this beer. First day of March Madness. Solid little grassy finish. Thanks, GG. Hoppy melon notes. Nice haze sip. Pretty delicious. Aaron says, damn good Indiana City offering. Sweet, juicy, hazy. Multiple A's and Z's. Gave it a 4.10. A little bit of information on the Strata Hops. Uh, It is released in 2018 in Oregon. Uh, Studied and developed on Oregon State. Um, So this says... uh, Oregon State University history of hop breeding starts all the way back to 1893. Uh, and the doctor who was in part of it, who's considered the grandfather of U.S. hop breeding, worked there. And then in 2018, they came out with this one. So this is a relatively new one. But the, it doesn't really say anything about what the flavor is like. Super Juicy Nose and Finish by Andrew B. I looked up the Talus hop. And it says, delivers big aromas of pink grapefruit, citrus rinds, dried roses, pine resin, tropical fruits, and sage. And I agree. Except for maybe dried roses. I don't think I've ever tried those. <laughs> All right. Well, I checked in. Me too. Um, I gave this a four and a half. I wrote something because Andrew gives me so much of a hard time for not writing things. Uh, I said, this is fancy. I love the Doodle Crew. I love this beer. This can is 10 out of 10. It's basic, but uh, it's awesome. I I do enjoy their beers, uh, their Doodle Crew beers. Uh, I pre-order and go there each time they come out. Uh, This one is uh, up there as one of the better ones. It's not the best one, uh, but because the last couple have been kind of like, I don't want to say repeaty because they're not, but they've just been, you know, variation and variation. It's like drinking the same one. But like Hop Heroes is really good. This one is really good. Uh, I'm excited for the next one. It's um, a completely different recipe. So uh, as the last in the line, I like it. Cheers to them for that. Yeah, I agree. I also gave it a four and a half. So we can just like hold hands or <laughs> something. Uh, but uh, I agree that the... F- they kind of all seem the same in a blind taste test. Mm-hmm. There's no way I would know the Sumar Mermaids from this one or uh, Hop Heroes or the next one. Right. But apparently the next one might taste different. So hopefully we'll review that on the show. Yeah, hopefully soon. Uh, but I said another home run for the Indiana City and the Doodle Crew. And the only reason it's not, it's only a four and a half is kind of. It's more of the same, but it's still very good. Uh, so uh, I think that we need to get the uh, all their logos, all the Doodle Crew logos, and rank them by our favorites. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> like, uh, you know, the S tier, A tier, B tier, C tier. <laughs> For sure. Nerd reference. Let's do it. I'm surprised that, uh, that label didn't uh, bump up your rating like an entire you know, bottle cap there, Dustin. Is Vampirina level or not? Or whatever <laughs> Vampirina. <laughs> Vamplifier. Vamplifier, thank you. 
Vampirina's a show. Not, <laughs> I'll never forget. It is not as good as the Vamplifier Yeah, I'm label. so disappointed that we have not been able to match that label. <laughs> yeah, it's the best label ever made. Hey, Pale and I are drinking a beer, too. And yeah, I think maybe, are. Saf, are you drinking this, too, perhaps? Um, we have a dot, from Dot and Line Brewing Company, their Peaches and Cream Milkshake IPA, which comes in at 6.7% ABV and no IBUs. It says, we took our flagship hazy IPA juice, dry hopped it with varieties that play well with peaches, added lactose, loads of vanilla beans, and over 200 pounds of peach puree to bring you this creamy, smooth milkshake IPA that's delicious enough to make a garbage man scream. I don't get it. But um, it is delicious. I will say that right off the bat. So this is very good. I think this one is their most recent release. I think they did on tap and in cans at the same time. I picked up my cans before Pale and I went. Um, but they still had a bunch there. And I believe, Saf, you were down up, not down, in Fort Wayne. And you picked up a can as well. So I think I just heard the opening up. So I think he'll be joining us on this here very soon. I just finished off my other one i'm pouring this one out right nice. now so in looking at the can as you can see as you are pouring i think the only one that doesn't have one would be dustin um is the uh sorry dustin <laughs> wah, wah. the uh peaches and cream milkshake ipa i think a lot of their their little milkshake styles they always have this old 1950s looking milkshake glass with the candy cane straw the red white stripes and it's got the little vanilla bean and a peach and vanilla beans, peaches, and little drops of cream hanging out in the background, dropping down on that dark blue to light blue backdrop. And on the side, it says tender lamplight. Mm. I was trying to figure out what that I, meant, I too. Don't, I don't know what I was talking about. I was like, what the fuck? It's a little bizarre. Huh. Anyway. Dustin, Google that for there us. There you go. Um, yeah, what was that? Tender lamp lamp light. Lamplight? Yeah. So all in all, they a said cool Tinder at first. So I was yeah. like, well. <laughs> Are the little white teardrops supposed to be like the lactose? The cream. Or, That's the cream. The cream. cream. Oh, That's so creamy. Makes sense. Yeah, so many cream drops. <laughs> if you were listening to me <laughs> when I was explaining the can pail, I said there's peaches, vanilla, and little cream drops that are dropping uh, in the background. Keith, I don't. <laughs> have. Why bother uh, talking? Right? Yeah, well, it's only a podcast. I have a hard time focusing on it. <laughs> we can't even get the people on the podcast to listen to the podcast. How do we get other people to listen to it? <laughs> yeah, that's a good uh, question. So true. <laughs> if I'm not listening, who uh, else is going to listen? Oh, uh, Obviously, you're not thinking about what you're going to say next because you don't ever say anything. Oh. <laughs> uh. I can't wait to start our podcast, Pale. It's going to be so much fun. I, I am so <laughs> scared. Maybe that's why I'm pushing it off, because I'm just terrified <laughs> that you're going to be repeating yourself three, four times, and <laughs> it's going to never get going. I'll just have some pale, pale sound bites. I'm just going to hit play. I'll get my own soundboard and be, just do it myself. Yeah. Just have me read read like some lines, and then you just r- put them in place. Like they're like automated responses for myself. <laughs> Be perfect. So anyway, cool can. Back to the can. Um, 
I really like it. It's just a simple design, but I know a lot of their different variants will look like this, and they can just add different images in the background as they go along. Yeah, I like the coloring too, like how oh, yeah. it's light blue at the bottom and transitions, and it's very bright. It's just very eye catching. Mm-hmm. I think that's my favorite part about these labels is the color. The use of colors is like eye catching um, on all of them, and they've like immediately stepped up or. Not like stepped up, but immediately come on strong with their label game. For sure. Living up to their name. Mm-hmm. I think the color of the beer, I want to say it's not too far off from what you guys had. I'm kind of looking at mine. Mine's quite a bit darker than yours. I mean, not quite a bit. Maybe like three shades darker. Yeah. And Pales is a bit pinker. <laughs> yeah, yours looks peachier for sure. Mm-hmm. It's definitely darker than the previous beer that was in this glass. So looking at it, we would be a scorpion. Get over I'd say Tails is too orange. <laughs> I'd say anywhere between four and six. All depends on your light. Yeah. That's why I think five is a good... Tails, Tails? Yeah, my lighting is awful, yeah. so I want to go six, but I think five is pretty good. Good compromise. Yep, good compromise. Tails, tails. Are we going to jump to the evaluation now, or do we just go with the nose? I'm not sure how we our new process is working here. Well, we'll try to speed through this one, this evaluation. Pale, you got it up. So you, how about we go, like, maybe one of us do the appearance, the other do aroma, the other do flavor. And you do mouthfeel. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let me do mouthfeel. <laughs> <laughs> you own mouthfeel, Pale. All right, you do col- you do you do appearance and okay mouthfeel. Uh, appearance, clarity, um, definitely hazy. Um, as I can't see through, so yeah. I don't like op- opaque is more probably for your darker beers. Um, so I'll say hazy. Slimmer is the geek reference. Uh, head. Slimmer. Slimer. Oh, Slimer. Slimer. From oh, Ghostbusters. Slimer. Okay. Why did I say Slimmer? Slimmer. Um, head. <laughs> Think about um, there, It was kind of poor when I poured it. So, Goomba, the movie. Yeah, there's mm. not much there. <laughs> Goomba movie version, yeah. <laughs> texture, texture was um what like fluffy textures yeah textures tough. tough one um it's like foamy or fluffy but i would say eh, i think so maybe foamy because it could have been a little bit more fluffy if there was a little bit more um lactose i think so i'll say Foamy SpongeBob, and then carbonation. Don't even. I'm. Is that like? Yeah, you can't. Hard you can't tell, really yeah. see it. It's the bubble. Like how much the bubbles are like. Oh, gotcha. In there, but it's so it's so hazy. You can't see yeah, the bubbles. So, so. yeah, I'll skip that skipper. one. Aroma. We have. I don't think it's as strong, but I. I wouldn't say completely raging Hulk, but I think it's up there. Because I'm getting strong peaches yeah, on like, the nose. It's not filling up my room, 
but I definitely smell peaches. So it's it's like somewhere in the middle, I yeah. would think. Uh, the hops, definitely Fruit Ninja. Is peach very tropical? I don't know what peaches are. I'm not getting like the banana, pineapple. It's I mean, it's peaches in the name, and it's 200 pounds of peach puree. So I'd say pretty <laughs> fruity, Fruit Ninja. I think that's under Esther's. It's Princess Toadstool. And then no malts. Yeah, we're not. They are listed on the can, though. That's not going to help us, but... I know. We don't know what they smell like. Uh, So we'll skip that. And then, yeah, as you said with Esther's, you said Peach. Princess Peach. Princess Toadstool. Does she drop the toadstool? I thought she's just Princess Peach now. She is Princess Peach, but I don't want to just say Peach is the smell. Peachy, peachy. call it Peach. (laughs) Peachy. It's like her original name, Princess Toadstool. Uh, alcohol, I'm not getting a ton. I would say it's probably not detectable at all, which is data, because he can't drink alcohol so, or anything. <laughs> uh, hops, yeah, Fruit Ninja, same there. For the bitterness, it's nothing. It's it's a Phantom Menace, Anakin. He's a little sweet boy. <laughs> and no malts. Uh, mouthfeel, the body is um, probably Mando medium. Uh, carbonation, I think, yeah, faint, Mario faint. Finish, uh, medium. Kind of sticks with you for a little bit. Agree. And then the balance, just, uh, yeah. It's very sweet. Very sweet. It's super sweet. Yep. Which is the Walter White, White Heisenberg. So good. Well, Heisenberg would be better. So it's Walter White. Yes. <laughs> it can't be both. Oh, oh. oh I got you. Sweet or bitter. It's a scale between Walter White and Heisenberg. Yeah. Okay, I got you. It's not all it's not one wor- not not one option. No, it's like so, season one, Walter White. Yeah, I was going to say, so mid-series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one might be a better call Saul, Walter White, if he ever showed up on there. It's very sweet. <laughs> Those peaches and cream. Dustin, did you pull up untapped? I did. I was waiting just to make sure you guys did all your things. Also, update on Tinder Lamp. <laughs> there is a Japanese poem called Tender Lamplight. So it's not that, probably. <laughs> and that's the really the only hit that I got. So, no, I don't. <laughs> I have nothing. Very weird. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I mean, there's such thing as, like, tender lamps, but, like, those are just, I don't know, ads for, like, light bulbs and shit. But looking at the image, I have no idea, like, why that is on there. It's like a placeholder that they forgot to delete. Yeah. It's a rare can. When you build a website, it says, like, enter text here or something, <laughs> and they just forgot to erase <laughs> that part. Forgot to delete it. Yeah. Uh, I plan on going back next Thursday. Maybe I'll ask one of the brewers, whoever's there. Should that make a lot of sense? That'd be nice. All right, so Peaches and Cream Milkshake IPA from Dot and Line on the untapped machine. We have 70 check-ins, 66 unique uh, out of 64 of them rated Giving this beer a 3.83. I have zero check-ins for this, and I have zero friends who've checked this in. 
Zero ad- to have three additional zero additional friends. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 not reading your guys's clearly, but yeah. So a lot of people doing the thing that I do and not give anything. Ron S said peachy. Couple images, couple images, couple check-ins, couple check-ins. A lot of them at fours. A lot of them a little bit below four. Not a whole lot of dipping below. Aaron N gave this a five, and she earned and earned the shake it up badge. Um, peachy and awesome, and pretty much that, that's about it. Not seeing a whole lot here. Oh, here's one. Oh, it's cute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm one of the few that actually uh, says yeah. something when. They type on these local ones. Yeah. Michael P. drinking this at the place said, good stuff. Cool brewery. Uh, Weekend share. Uh, Here we go. Scott L. said, good peach taste, but a cream aftertaste. Good brew. So you got a peach and cream taste out of a peach and cream beer. Cool story, bud. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, that's about it. Everything else is just, I'm like on my third time going to the scroll down and grab more. Oh, here's one. Jeff H says, nice tart, peach edge. Dotton line has the milkshake, all in a caps style. Down Pat, glad I bought a four pack. He gave it a four and a quarter. Uh, Zach W says, I'm not a huge fan of the style. A lot of these feel like I'm just chewing sugar, but this is pretty damn wonderful. Not overly sweet or hoppy, right in the middle and pleasantly creamy. Hmm. That looks like the that looks like the Zach that's on from Chapman's. So, all right, sorry. <laughs> sure. I don't know what he looks like, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I. I what did you guys check it? Well, out? I, I can go ahead and start. I don't think I'm going to change mine. Although, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence because the more I drink it, the more I like it. Um, as you know, I'm not a huge IPA type person. So for me, when I put it, my check-in, I said creamy, smooth peach flavor with a bit of hot bitterness, creating a deliciously wonderful beer from dot and line. Um, hmm. but like you were talking about in your previous beer that you guys just had with your broody bunch, that's not like the overly hoppiness. I mean, there's a little bit of the hop, but definitely the 200 pounds of peach puree, really come through. I love peaches. Um, so it's not like I'm nagging on that, but, um, it is a little sweet and the lactose, it just helps to blend it out. I think with the vanilla and the sweetness. So it's not as true IPA form as I like, um, or as I don't like, I should say, uh, but mm-hmm. it's as I yeah, like. was going to say you like, so I'm very curious of what your take is on this, but I do notice it is a little, Acidic, and I think that may be from the hops, but I was looking at some of the malts used, and they have one called acid malt. Um, <laughs> so it's not like it's citrus because it's peach, not orange. So I, I don't know. It's it's a little interesting. So it's still a little bit bitter, but it is sweet. But I will reach for this 100% every single time I will drink this. So I gave it a 4.25. So I was teetering between 4.25 or 4.5 because this one I've – and this can was a lot sweeter. Um, I think when I had it on draft a couple days ago or a week ago with pale that it was not as peachy. This one is peachy, so I think it all depends maybe where in the keg, yeah, where settled. it's settled in the line, where it comes out more. I gave this a 4.25 as well. Uh, I think this is a very interesting milkshake IPA um, in the sense that I think it's just more on the AP, uh, IPA side than like the milkshake side. 
Um, it hits you very hard, like up front with the peaches and vanilla, and then it ends like very bitter, in my opinion. Um, the the lactose is not very like prevalent or prevalent in this. Um, I don't know. I just get like a lot of peach and vanilla, and then just like that bitter hoppy finish, like at the end. And um, I would expected like a little bit more of the milk, like the milky kind of like maybe a more smooth drink, like all the way through. But um, so that might have like bumped my score up a little bit if it was a little bit more milky and smooth. But I do enjoy this because I think it is a little bit different than what a lot of people view a milkshake IPA as, or as I do anyways. So um, still think it was really solid for and a quarter, just we're maybe expecting a little bit different, but not bad by any means. Like, what were you expecting smoothness-wise? I thought it was pretty smooth. I, mean, um, I could tell the lactose was in it, but, I mean, were you expecting, like, a milkshake milkshake? Well, like, um, I know, like, the mango milkshake it's, that t- it's Two Toms made. But not as balanced? As yeah, maybe, like, a little more balanced, like... But like the mango milkshake that Two Toms had made, it was very milky, very smooth. Mm. Like um, it kind of almost gotcha. drowned out some of the hops. Whereas this one, I'm okay. getting a lot more hops um, on the back and in the front a little bit. Gotcha. You guys, Uh-oh. I gave it a 4.25 <gasps> as well. So I'm holding your hands on the left and Dustin's hand on my right. <laughs> You're both this way for me. <laughs> you're actually you're yeah, all above you're me. all over here you're all in one line above here. Me. i'm on top <laughs> broody bunch style uh <laughs> <laughs> but i said it's a peach milkshake with added hops and um i think it's a delicious peach milkshake it's just the warmer it gets the longer it sits here the bitterness of the hops comes mm-hmm. through more and more which i mean if you drink it fast enough, you'll never even get to that. But since I drank another beer while this beer was sitting here, it, it has warmed up and those hops are coming through quite a bit. But I still love the peach flavor and the sweetness. I just wish the lingering bitterness of the hops was more integrated into the initial peach flavor. Cool. 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 Oh, we're an hour in. We should probably talk about this show. <laughs> WandaVision, one, WandaVision. Ugh. I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DrinkInGeekOut. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff on our website, DrinkInGeekOut.com. You can also email us any comments or suggestions at DrinkInGeekOut at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content. Find us there at Patreon.com backslash DrinkInGeekOut. And now, back to the show. Contrary to popular belief, we do actually have a topic today. We just spent like an entire hour talking about beer, but we have some some discussion, and it's going to be on WandaVision. <laughs> WandaVision, one, WandaVision. All right, so three weeks after the events of the Avengers Endgame, Wanda, Maximoff, and Envision are living in idyllic suburban life in the town of Westville, 
New Jersey, trying to conceal their true natures. As they begin to enter new decades and enter, uh, encounter television tropes, the couple suspects that things are not as they seem. Dun, dun, dun. Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany reprise their respective roles as Wanda Maximoff and Vision uh, from the film series, while Deborah Joe Rupp, Fred uh, Melamed, Catherine Hahn, my favorite, uh, Tayana Paris, Randall Park, Kat Dennings, and spoiler alert, Evan fucking Peters, <laughs> also star in this television show. Ralph Boner. Ralph, Ralph Boner. Boner. <laughs> and he plays the character you'd like anticipate Evan Peters playing. He's a fucking yeah. stoner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of similar to the x-men version yeah who's like an 80 like lives in his mom's basement plays game video games all day mm-hmm. seems like a what would be classified as a stoner yeah. today yeah but that's later in the series spoiler alert <laughs> dustin already told you to stop listening to this and go watch it first so i did no spoilers here you've already watched it no spoilers on pause and welcome back <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we can jump right in. We have our first episode, which was filmed before a live studio audience. Uh, want me to read the at least the first episode, and then we can kind of summarize the rest as we go? Because this kind of sets uh, yeah, it all that's up. Probably, yeah, we don't have to characters all of them. Yeah. Uh, newlywed couple Wanda and Vision move into town of Westview in a black and white 1950s setting. They attempt to blend in despite Vision being an android and Wanda having telekinesis, telekinesis and reality warping abilities. One day they notice a heart drawn on their calendar, but neither can remember what the occasion is. While Vision goes to his job at the Computational Services Incorporated, Wanda decides that the heart represents their anniversary. Their neighbor Agnes introduces herself to Wanda and helps her to prepare to celebrate that night. Vision amazes his co-workers with his speed, but is unsure of what his company actually does. He is reminded that the heart represents plans for him and Wanda to host his boss, Mr. Hart, and his wife for dinner. Wanda and Vision struggle to hide their abilities while making a last-minute dinner for the Hearts. While interrogating Wanda and Vision, Mr. Hart chokes on his food, and Vision uses his abilities to save him. All this takes place in the fictional sitcom WandaVision, which someone is watching on a television. And there was one little commercial break in there, which is pretty cool. During the WandaVision program, it advertises a Stark Industries Toastmate 2000 toaster oven. And the slogan says, Forget the past. This is your future. Definite, um... Uh, the Dick Van Dyke show vibes. I used to watch all these old shows, yep. so I got every single reference they're doing. The boss coming over, I got to make a dinner. Is mm-hmm. it our anniversary? Mm-hmm. They had a whole anniversary episode. Is it our anniversary? Is it not? And they all play it off one another. So it's just, it's a great homage, I think, to to that show and everything it stood for. So it was pretty cool. While still mixing in a little bit of that mystery. Yeah, I was thinking Dick Van Dyke, but I kept waiting for him to like trip over something because that's yeah. that's the only thing I know of Dick Van Dyke over that, is but that he like trips Vision over the Ottoman and, and stuff one, like in like, one all, scene he just walks yeah. right through it. So it's like, so, you, did you miss that uh, part? Yeah, he walked I right through that. it. It's like I think I watched that episode twice and I I missed that. <laughs> but I was like, no, this can't be Dick Van Dyke because he's nobody's like. Tri- well, I guess he gets hit in the head with the saucer, yeah. so yep, that's kind of that. yep that too. So I wasn't sure when I first saw this. I'm like, is this all it's going to be? They're just stuck in this. But then I like the little teaser at the end. Somebody's watching it on TV. It's like, okay, there's more to it. And especially when Vision's like, what do we actually Mm -hmm. do here? I'm like, okay, there's an underlying 
you know, actual mystery here that we need to solve and figure out. So that's the part that I liked of it. It wasn't just, you know, corny 1950s jokes, but it was kind of neat how they blended it all together. Yeah, I like how they slowly kind of transition you in. There's, it's, it's just a old sitcom, but there's like little elements that keep you going. Like, wait, what is actually yeah. going and then on when here? When the boss starts to choke, imagine watching two episodes like that okay. and then having to wait a week to uh, figure out: is this how the show's oh, gonna be? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm you know, it. it can't be like that the whole time. Mm-hmm. But you had to wait a week. A week. I mean, it could be. It could have been really. I mean, I watched I watched it as we went through each week, and they didn't give us two episodes. I watched the first and one. waited. Yeah. And then I waited oh, a week, and then I watched the next man. one. And so after I watched the second one, I had to go back to the first one and say, oh, so these are themed. And so then that's yeah. when I found out that the first one was uh, Dick Van Dyke, and the second one was uh, Bewitched. Uh, mm-hmm. And so – but – as Keith yep. was mentioning about the boss choking, I thought this was an interesting theme because this kind of made it appear that Wanda was controlling yep. everything. That's where I first caught when on. When she I'm like, broke the fourth yeah, wall. she broke character. <laughs> She's like, save him. Stop. Save him. Vision, save him. Yeah. And the... Uh, oh, and ahead. I wanted to mention, I, I real quick, uh, April 23rd was the date mm-hmm. hearted on the calendar. April 23rd is the day uh, Infinity War was premiered in Los Angeles, whatever year that movie came out. So that's that's the date Vision died, essentially. Oh. Also, 23 is like the WandaVision's the 23rd um, movie slash TV in, this, in the that's, MCU. Yeah. Plus the D23 thing they do every... For a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Next episode, we have Don't Touch That Dial. I mean, I could read through this unless you guys just kind of want to give a brief synopsis here. I don't know. How do we want to do this? Uh, this is the episode where they move into the 60s. As Dustin said, this is the Bewitched kind of themed episode. Yeah. Uh, the one where they are doing a fundraising thing for the children they keep saying even though there's no children in this world that we have seen so far at this point Um, yeah and this is and this is where we meet Dottie Mm -hmm. yes well not the nosy neighbor but we we didn't mention her from the the nosy neighbor is Agatha Agnes yeah Agnes from the first episode and that that, that's one of the other characters we meet but yeah in this one they they meet the whole other crew of ladies is uh, Dottie and then the uh, I forget now as as it's been a few weeks. I forget the name. It's like Georgina or <laughs> Georgina. Yeah, that's it. It starts with a G. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but this episode kind of had a lot of false Easter eggs because after this point, like after this episode ended, we were thinking, well, Agnes is clearly Agatha. Mm-hmm. In the comics, so you knew who Agatha was. Yeah, I knew who Agatha was. Yeah. Okay. Which made me think Mephisto had to be involved somewhere. Uh, but so we were we weren't sure Mephisto uh, where he was, except for we thought maybe Dottie was Mephisto because uh, 
that I, scene where the glass breaks and yeah. there's like the weird radio yeah. thing. <laughs> and uh, basically Agnes was like, yeah, Dottie made a deal with the devil to get her roses to bloom or something. Yes. <laughs> so it was like conspiracy, tinfoil hats going off. This chick is some, somebody. But it was like, it was pretty clear Agnes was Agatha. They didn't try that hard. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know yeah. who that character was. I had to look it up Same after I watched me. everything. Yeah, yeah, I was in the dark. Yeah. Uh, I think the best part about this episode was the talent show. That was funny, where he's got, like, the chewing gum stuck in him, and he's, like, acting drunk, like, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's using her magic to... You know, make things like appear Fool in the stuff. audience. Yeah. And, yeah, that was a very funny scene. Um, and then uh, this is the part when she. Well, I guess there's two parts to it. Uh, the first, you see all these little things coming in, in color, uh, mm-hmm. a red airplane or helicopter, I think. Helicopter. And then I thought it was uh, Tony Stark or Iron Man related because the color of the helicopter when she picked it up, it's like red and gold. And I was like, oh, yeah. is this somehow like in her brain a connection to that? Yeah. Uh, the blood on Dottie's hand. And then uh, the beekeeper at the end of the episode also had color. He was in white. Yeah. I can't really tell. But he had his. Oh, I, yeah. his, I believe his face had color. I believe he. Did unless they already switched to color at this point because she becomes pregnant like over time. I don't. It's yeah. been a minute. They go back inside and then okay. like vision right, starts right. to come into color. Yeah. So I think I think vision comes into color because of like that part right there. But I do believe I might have to go back and look at it. I thought the beekeeper had color. He he was black and white. I don't remember him having color. Yeah, I I'm um, just caught up on the show again the other day. So. The to- okay. the toy and helicopter was just the only a little in color part of the episode. No, I thought the and the blood the the, the blood of the on oh, the blood was definitely blood. In color too. Yeah, because because she's like, what the hell's going on? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah. Uh, but she becomes pregnant, and then they see a beekeeper, and the episode ends. And of course, we have another commercial. And these are very Hydra-related commercials, in my opinion. Uh, but this advertisement or advertisement was for Strucker or Struker watches. And the slogan is Struker. He'll make time for you. <laughs> <laughs> and Baron Von Strucker is the hi- high-ranking Hydra member that is the one experimenting on the twins, Wanda and Pietro. Von Strucker. All right, so the next episode was Now in Color. This is basically what we were alluding to uh, when everything was happening. This is also, what, in the 70s time frame? So we have, like, the Mary Tyler Moore show, the Partridge family, uh, Good Times. The Brady Bunch. I mean, Brady Bunch. And, of course, (laughs) Brady Bunch, yeah. Do-do-do-do. This episode... uh, the, the doctor comes and checks her out. She's four months pregnant overnight. Yeah. <laughs> Vision's like, how did this happen? This qu- and he has to go and explain yeah. when a man and a woman love each other. <laughs> 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 and then uh, Geraldine. Wanda's- Geraldine. Geraldine. Ah. Go. Good job. Reading. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this is the one where Wanda is like, 
making things go crazy because she's having like labor pains and whatnot. So like jackets keep popping on her. The the pelican is that what they're called? Stork. The stork. Stork. <laughs> yeah. Pops out of the painting and is like walking around the house and fucking up with Gel- Geraldine. And she keeps like trying to distract her. Uh, like I think that's a fun scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, her water breaks and then like showers into her house. And then we also get our first, well, not our first, but another break in the reality where um, Geraldine mentions Ultron, or maybe one of them yeah. mentions Ultron in that, like, when they're talking in, they mentions, like, your dead brother. Oh, that was Geraldine. Like that. She's like, your brother di- was killed by Ultron. Yeah. What did you just say? <laughs> yeah, what did you say? Did you, like, throw <laughs> him out of the world? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really interesting because you see that and all of a sudden she lands and she's surrounded by military. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, I rewatched the first two episodes today um, because now that I knew what was going on, I wanted to go back and kind of see some things. And well, I watched the first four, but I felt (laughs) (laughs) unrelated. I was just tired. Um, The there's a lot of hexagons that pop up in the first like two and three, two or three episodes that. I was unaware of at the time until we realized like the world yeah. is a hexagon, but they like pop up during the credits, during the theme songs and like the outros and mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a bunch of hexagons. Yeah. Uh, this episode also has vision second guessing uh, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's starting to, at least, and this is, I guess he's becoming more aware uh, and then he he kind of like suspects something's going on when he talks to Herb and uh, Agnes outside, and then they're like, no, 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 we're not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> this is the one where he's like cutting through the fence, yeah, with hedge clippers. <laughs> it's uh, the wall, I thought. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like a cement wall. Yeah. <laughs> is this where his coworker is like is uh, unsure, or he finds out his coworker is like, you got to stop her. Um, she's controlling everything, and I need to. No, that's, oh, that's later. later on. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't know anything right now, and he hasn't woke anybody up okay. yet. We get to that yeah. eventually. He's just he's, just, yeah, he's just very concerned. Uh, the naming of the tw- like the 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 kids is weird too. He's a like Tommy and Billy. Yeah, he's like I want a Billy, and she's like No, I think it's a Tommy. <laughs> All right, we'll go with Tommy. Oh, there's another one. I guess we have a <laughs> Billy too. <laughs> I'm just surprised Dr. Nielsen didn't realize those twins. What a doctor. I thought it was kind of funny that in the in the series, Wanda is a twin. She has twins. But in real life, Elizabeth Olsen, Olsen is uh, famously to related to the Olsen twins. <laughs> what a twin. Right. So the- uh, and during this episode, we have the commercial for the Hydra Soak. Uh, it's a uh, bath powder. And it, the slogan is Hydra Soak. Find the goddess within. I was hoping to do a little bit of research into these commercials. Uh, I never got around to it. Um, some of these are kind of like, a, you know, no brainers like Strucker and what he did. But like this Hydra Soak. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> it was kind of a reference to um, Hydra brainwashed Wanda mm. into being a weapon at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that find the goddess within. Obviously, she's kind of a god now that she's got this power, right? And then the the Stark toaster, because at the 
whatever episode where the previously on episode that we'll get to where we find that the bomb is in her living room has a stark name on it and like that's very pivotal in her mm-hmm. her story or her creation episode four we interrupt this program um this is the episode where um uh geraldine this is when we start to see what's going on yeah it really goes into like what's going on outside with the takes you into the sword headquarters with monica rambo and um whoever the tyler hayward yeah and um yeah I'll just read very quickly. Captain Monica Rambo, an agent of S.W.O.R.D., returns to life following the blip to find her mother, Maria, has died of cancer. Three weeks later, Monica returns to work and is sent by acting director Tyler Hayward to help FBI agent Jimmy Wu with a mission. Missing persons case in Westview, New Jersey. Jimmy Wu from um, Ant-Man. Uh, they discover a hexagonal static CMBR field surrounding the town with Monica which Monica is pulled into. Um, within 24 hours, S.W.O.R.D. establishes a base around the town and sends drones and an agent in to investigate. Dr. Darcy Lewis from Thorpe, who's played by Kat Dennings, studies the phenomenon phenomena and discovers broadcast signals for the sitcom WandaVision. They use these to observe events inside the town, learning that real residents have been cast in the sitcom um, Darcy and Jimmy unsuccessfully attempt to use the radio to contact Wanda, which you hear the radio coming through in the previous episode. Second, yeah, second like the second episode. episode where you hear Wanda, Wanda, who's doing this to you? Wanda, who's doing this? Um, when Monica mentions Ultron, Wanda casts her out of the town. So you see that happen. Just throws her out. She goes all the way to the edge of the the wall. Wanda then temporarily sees Vision appear as he did when he died before setting back into her sitcom life with him. This was like the, I think the best episode. Uh, it, I mean, it wasn't the best episode of the series, but it was the best episode to have to kind of. Yes. It really fills in yeah, brings you a lot of speed. information yeah, that from has the been other missing. Side, the other angle. We, yeah, we needed this episode. Ag- agreed. Mm-hmm, totally. Uh, especially with, with Darcy discovering the wavelengths and determining that this is a sitcom, it it shows that Darcy's the one at the end of the first episode watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she's like clicking and, you know, that's her. And I like them bringing in these sort of side characters that have been in the Marvel Universe, like Kat Dennings and uh, uh, Jimmy Woo and then... I mean, Monica Rambeau, the only time we've seen her, she was like 10 years old or something Yeah. in Captain Marvel. And now, like when they, uh, it was kind of a spoiler to me because I read the plot summary <laughs> that f- before I played the episode. Yeah. And it said like, oh, Monica Rambeau. I was like, wait, that's the, ah. that's who that is. <laughs> like that's yeah. the character from this other movie. <laughs> it, it didn't need to tell me that. <laughs> like, I skip, I, I skip reading those. I absolutely will <laughs> yeah. not read those. Because they, because Disney, they tell the, pretty much the synopsis of the episode, and you're like, I don't need to watch that episode now. Yeah, exactly. It just tells you what's about to happen. You don't need to watch it now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do. Props to Darcy for getting her PhD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, sh- 
she didn't that's where she's been in the last two thor movies yeah <laughs> like whatever and she didn't get blip right so it makes sense you know she had five yeah. years uh, yeah she had five years to study and defend yeah get your phd girl i mean she was already in the doctoral program or at least uh in the master's program when Very we smart we saw her in thor two right so mm-hmm. good for her so cheers all around <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Th- aside from fill in the blanks, we didn't really learn anything new about the story. It just yeah, we don't yeah, kind of helped mm-hmm. solidify one through three, which was mm-hmm. awesome. For we sure. needed this. Yeah, it helps support the first three we, episodes for sure. And it kind of gives you, it lets you know like oh that's what's happening. Why every episode's kind of a different time mm-hmm. period and like what's happening like this town is encapsulated and like this is all happening like mm-hmm. somebody's making this happen we still don't know it's wanda but we can all, all assume it is right moving on to our next episode we have on a very special episode um this is where they now have their kids they struggle to stop them from crying and then all of a sudden they start warping in age. Agnes comes over. She just opens up their liquor yeah. cabinet and just starts drinking on the counter. The kids suddenly age <laughs> to five years old. Um, they get a dog. They say you have to be 10. And then they warp to 10 years old. Sparky. And they get sparky. <laughs> um, so all of a sudden that happens. And um, Vision gets that email from Sword when he's at work. So he kind of questions everything that's going on. Like, um, Agnes's behavior, like, oh, should I do this again? You want me to come in do it again? Did I do it wrong? So he's like, what's going on? So he's really yeah. starting to question everything. Um, this is when he wakes his coworker mm-hmm. up. He, yeah, that that's the thing Pale's talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, help me, help me. Uh, so stop her. So the yeah. so the themes, the themes of this episode are what, guys? What what did you think? It's nineties, right? Yeah, eighties and early nineties. Oh, it was kind of like yeah, Kayla this was like the me. family ties era. Uh, facts, facts of yeah. life, growing pains. Facts of life. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the color photo of them, like as a family, and then it's like just stencil and then fill it in. That reminds me a lot about growing pains. That was one hundred percent family ties. Oh yeah, like that. That happens in the theme song. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I meant. But yeah, Growing Pains with the... the Growing Pains the is definitely yeah. a reference, too. Uh, but yeah. I mean, it's just... You kind of... This one is a little bit different, right? Because you have uh, kind of just the episode, and then you still have the break apart and kind of see uh, the outside world influence, like that the note that Darcy sends or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever... I think they send a probe in or something in this one, or maybe that's the next one. I don't remember. I think it's the next one. Yeah, it's the next one because that's when she expands yeah, the world. This one ended on that giant. No, 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 no. The, the probe, the the probe was at the end of this one. Yeah. So she leaves the world, and she's like, "Is this your fucking?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she sets guns on everybody. I love that scene where she's she's just like, Phoop! and then they all just point the guns yeah. at him. And he's like, no, 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 don't you. Um, 
Yeah, you're right. So yeah, that drone came in. And then this episode ended on that the massive cliffhanger of Pietro coming back. Um, right after they, the dead dog yes. and she had to explain death. And I was re- suspecting Agnes at this point. I'm like, hmm, something's off. I know Dustin figured it out episode one or whatever, but yeah, I'm like, uh, she's not who she seems. Uh, and that's where I first caught wind of that. But yeah, Pietro comes back and it's kind of funny. I got the huge joke that he's been <laughs> recast um, in this show. So that that was pretty funny. <laughs> that, that was a uh, crossover. That was awesome. <laughs> I wish that they had the balls to, balls to, <laughs> to tie that in to the mutants or like yes. tie these two stories into, oh, instead of just saying some like, I thought they were I guy. thought they were full on like, like this is where we we tie it together and and they yeah missed the chance they kind of dropped the ball there in my opinion um and I only thought of Agnes because I had seen spoilers online that she is like a bad mm-hmm. guy in this series so the whole time i'm like waiting for something to happen but there's no time where i was ex- sus- would have been suspecting her had i not already known that she was going to be the bad yeah. guy at the end of the series like they did a good job for of sure trying to <laughs> they did that. a very good job mm-hmm. the only little bit of suspicion was when she was talking to the neighbor who was like cutting into the like the brick wall <laughs> and it was like yeah. that whole thing was like <laughs> suspicious about where Wanda was at and yada yada like something's going on here um oh this is the episode with the commercial for the Lagos paper towels and uh the slogan is Lagos for when you make a mess <laughs> you didn't mean to and um <laughs> if you don't remember in Captain America Civil War, I think, Lagos is the location where Wanda blows up that building and kills some civilians, and she makes a mess uh, that she didn't mean to. <laughs> funny. The reason for the Accords. Yep. Well, one of the reasons. Because <laughs> Scovia Accords obviously has to do with Ultron. Mm-hmm. Then we move into the 90s for the all-new Halloween Spooktacular mm-hmm. Um, this is, uh, Tommy and Billy's first Halloween. It's, uh, Vision says he's going to go on patrol, but he ends up going to like the outskirts of town to investigate and what's going on. F- yeah. And then he, he also ends up going through the portal or whatever. And at the end of the episode, he's kind of like mm-hmm. falling apart. Mm-hmm. Isn't that in this episode as well? Yeah. Um, then Pietro is, we learn more about him. He's, uh, Pietro is like taking the boys under his wing and then we learn that they have special abilities at some point during this episode um, Tommy is the fast one I think and Billy is has like some quarter, can sort of magic abilities where people are. I don't know <laughs> and yeah it sense when things are in trouble Spidey sense yeah Spidey sense that's the Spider-Man abilities <laughs> I, I did look up these characters and like it's based on the comic books, but that I don't remember the whole information. But like they do, one is a speed person and one is a sort of a feeler. Right. Uh, Vision talks to Agnes, kind of wakes her up, and she's um, spinning some lies, mm-hmm. as we've learned later in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, Hayward and uh, order. Yeah, this this might be the. Oh, Hayward wants to go in and uh, 
kind of kill Wanda, I guess. But uh, Darcy and Monica and Jimmy disagree. Yeah, this is one where uh, you already mentioned it. Uh, Vision escapes for a time being, and t- uh, Billy's like, "Dad's in pain," and so w- yeah. w- Wanda expands the hexagon, and he's like, "Help me!" And he sees that um, Darcy is like eye contact. Uh, contact, eye contact with him. Like, I would help you, but I, I'm handcuffed here. <laughs> Like, why isn't anybody helping? Yeah, so they expand the world. She gets sucked in as well. She, they, everybody who gets sucked in joins a carny, which is <laughs> pretty cool. Um, and Vision wakes her up. Yeah. And then, so they make a plan to go. Uh, this episode themes clearly Malcolm in the Middle, just by based, of based on the theme. It was pretty, fairly straightforward and obvious. The kid, like, talking straight to the camera uh, and just like mm-hmm. Malcolm did on Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Uh, I think my favorite part of this episode was when Pietro said some, made some joke about her dead husband dying again. And she just, like, threw a... Blast. Oh, your <laughs> dead husband can't die like, <laughs> twice. Them across the yeah. carnival or whatever they're at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your dead husband dying twice? <laughs> I was, I was sad to see... Yeah. Uh, I didn't see, a, like, a Hocus Pocus reference in this episode which would have been like yeah amazing but maybe they don't exist in this MCU. i see you i don't know it would have been out at this time and it's a disney movie yeah. it would have made, it sense, made like, sense so hocus pocus or halloween town right yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah i did it i did love the throwback costumes that wanda and vision yes. were wearing to their comic book that characters cool. <laughs> vision with this like pulled up yellow shorts <laughs> <laughs> i heard the the um, outfit that Elizabeth Olsen was wearing, uh, go watching the, like the, the how the, the thing was made. Oh, yeah. She was like really hoping that they weren't going to make her wear that. Like when her character was first <laughs> introduced in age of Ultron, she's like, please, please don't let me wear that. <laughs> so that's what I kind of went with. Like the, yeah. the jacket. Like when she was first, when she was first cast, it, she, they like gave her some comic books to like introduce her to the character, and she's like, <laughs> "Right, because <laughs> it's like the skin tight thing with the cleavage." And they're like, "Oh no, no, no!" Uh, and then, but then she was like, "Oh, I did enjoy wearing yep. it in this episode, though." Yeah, it was cool. I mean, once you get a feel for the character and you've established who you are and what the the fan perspective is of what you are going to yeah. be going forward taking a step back into nostalgia and kind of like showing, mm-hmm. yeah, this is me, you know, I feel like that's a good thing. Right. But it, it's all like, Oh, you're going to wear this from now on throughout all the MCU history. Yeah. You got to wear this <laughs> right. bikini basically. Right. <laughs> this was the one with the claymation. Yo magic yogurt commercial. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, well, this, uh, <laughs> this, this starving boy. Wasn't it a Capri Sun commercial uh, from the, the 90s, is... early thousands? I think it was a Capri Sun I, commercial. I, I remember it. Yeah, I'm like, I remember is... this commercial, what they were making fun of. I remembered it too, but I couldn't maybe think. It was I thought go-gurt. it was go-gurt it was, or something. Yeah, maybe it was some yogurt. It was that or Capri Sun. I couldn't remember. <laughs> like, oh, I remember those commercials. Uh, but it, the tagline is, Yo Magic, the snack for survivors, <laughs> which I think it kind of references a later episode, so we don't even know kind of what they're going for here, where Agatha mm-hmm. steals people's magic and they kind of shrivel up into little 
corpses yeah. like this little he kid did the when yogurt. he couldn't. He kept like struggling <laughs> to open his yogurt. <laughs> and the shark is making fun of him. That motherfucking shark. All right. Uh, breaking the fourth wall, a.k.a. Modern Family. With yeah. some office thrown in. <laughs> With some office, yeah. Uh, this one is essentially the day where she, Wanda needs to herself. After pretty much expanding the world, she's pooped and uh, can't control the world, or she's trying to control the world, and she can't. Yeah. Uh, so Agnes watches the kids, or kidnaps the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and this is the part where Vision actually does release Darcy. So this is, I guess I said it a little bit early, but this is one where they do and they start heading that way and they get stopped by every red light and every stop sign (laughs) and different things. And Vision's like, I think she's doing this on purpose. (laughs) Somebody doesn't want us to get right to where we're going. Right. They're putting up roadblocks. Yeah, this is also where Monica and Jimmy try to get into the world again. Uh, they get some special help from the outside. Uh, that's all they basically said in the previous episode when they were calling somebody. We're getting some special help from a special friend. And I was like, are we going to have a Captain Marvel up in this bitch? Mm. That would have been excellent. <laughs> uh, but we just have some no-name person that <laughs> yep. who they are. Some sword personnel with a, with a gun. And uh, and uh, a vehicle, a special 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 truck that they invented, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that's supposed to be able to drive through, and she gets kind of stuck. And it just starts eating the wa- the truck up, so she has to get out. But then she just passes through it, no problem. Well, she like well, she does have problems. She's like splitting up, and she's she's like falling apart, and then she's coming back to like she kind of like wills herself through it. But then when she gets to the other side, she's got like weird visions, and she can see like electrical mm-hmm. currents and stuff like yeah and she, she's obviously has bil- abilities now it's like the vi- abilities have always kind of been there but then like uh with this rework and everything it just kind of like made him actual po- made it possible yeah because they say in an earlier darcy says like your s- dna has been rewritten three mm-hmm. times now or something yeah, like that don't do it again and then this will be yeah, you can't. You shouldn't do it again. But she does, and then now she's got powers. She can glow like anti uh, Carol. Yeah. Anti Carol. Anti Carol. <laughs> <laughs> Carol Damers. Uh, and I rewatched um, what's that movie called? <laughs> oh, Captain Marvel. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nick Fury. <laughs> I don't know why. It's it just like you said it about you know, you know. thirty seconds ago. <laughs> the- I know all the characters, but uh, Nick Fury is like, you can go visit your Auntie Carol when you can start glowing. And then I'm like, oh, she can glow now. She can go visit. (laughs) (laughs) She can go visit her. Yeah. Uh, This is one also where you kind of feel for uh, Wanda with the kids being missing. So she goes over to Agatha or Agnes Mm -hmm. and she's like, oh, they're in the basement. And you kind of like. Yeah. Traps are in there, basically. It pans over to the window and you see like a locust or a fly in the window. And then she's holding a bunny. And so you have all these signs that basically point out Mephisto. Because Mephisto first uh, appears to the Marvel Universe as a mosquito. Not a mosquito. Uh, a locust. A locust. 
And so then you're like, is that is that is that motherfucking <laughs> Mephisto? Is the bunny motherfucking Mephisto? Like, where are we getting Mephisto up in here? And so the end the episode ends at this cliffhanger, obviously, where it's just basically boom right here. And Agnes uh, she does explain a couple things before the cliffhanger, but it's like, yeah, no, Pietro, nobody. I made that up. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't use your your real brother because he's full of holes and buried somewhere in Sokovia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I killed Sparky. I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Bitch. Uh, of all the things that I've done, I killed Sparky, you know. This is the one with the Agus, or Agatha all along theme song yeah like that's one of my favorite little theme songs <laughs> that was good um commercial in this one is the the uh nexus antidepressants tagline is nexus because the world doesn't revolve around you or does it <laughs> um and a little thing I looked up about nexus because I figured it was a reference in the marvel comics the nexus of all realities, it's a mysterious gateway that links every dimension that exists because WandaVision is setting up elements in the forthcoming Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. It would be surprising if the series uh, introduces something similar to the MCU. Yeah, that would be nice. The next episode, previously on, that's the title. In Salem, in 1693, a coven of witches led by Agatha Harkness's mother, Evanora, attempt to execute Agatha for practicing dark magic, but she drains their life forces. In the present, Agatha demands to know how Wanda is controlling Westview and forces her to relive key moments of her life. Agatha learns that Wanda has magical abilities since she was a child, which were later amplified by the Mind Stone, and that she's always enjoyed watching various sitcoms. That was kind of neat to make that connection. After the blip, Wanda was yeah. Wanda visited Sword to recover Vision's body, but Hayward refused to let her bury him. Unable to feel any life in Vision, she drove to a lot in Westview that he had bought for her before his death so they could live there together. In a fit of grief, she manifested a house on a lot and a new version of, ver- of Vision extended the hex across the entire town. Agatha concludes that Wanda possesses a legendary form of magic called Chaos Magic and dubs her the Scarlet Witch. In a mid-credit scene, Hayward reactivates the Vision, the now all-white reassembled original body. It's like a big dramatic episode ending line. You're the Scarlet Witch. Exactly. Yeah, we've known that for that's why she <laughs> <in> movies. <laughs> like, what? Is that why her power's red? I don't get it. Has she always just been Wanda, though, I think? Yeah, she's never been called that. But we've already, yeah. all known that. Anybody we've like known all. watched a movie. Oh, she's the Scarlet Witch. Oh, okay. She's that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I like all of the backstory we get for Agatha here. We realize like she is a villain, but I think it's a missed opportunity because I didn't know who this yeah. character was. I had to look it up, and she's actually a good guy in the comics. Like she's want she like kind of trains Wanda throughout the history and she works with the fantastic four and all this other stuff. And then they kind of just make her a villain that wants power. Like really, they don't really have a good reason for why she's bad. She just is. And I think that's, well, I think they rectified they it. Didn't they towards the said, end? She like, said, you will need me again in the future. So I think she's going to work her way to become I've, good. I, but why did she have all this power in the first? Yeah. Place? I think but, that's a yeah. reference, but so, you're drunk on power until she meets I, someone who's more powerful than her. Like, okay, <laughs> I'll step back. Obviously, I can't. 
So. Yeah. I, th- I think if she accidentally killed her clan, right. she didn't know she had be that more power, sympathetic. then yeah, she would yeah, be yeah. suffering from grief and realize what Wanda's going through and how Wanda's accidentally killing this town. And like they could have done something with that and where she's like, I've got to take your power away because you don't know how to control it. And then it becomes a battle or something sure. that they could have done. I love the series. I, I had fun watching it, but I think it's just kind of weird how Marvel has a problem with villains, how this person just right. wants power and there's really no they kinda, they reason for needed a bad any guy of her actions. They didn't want to make Wanda the bad guy, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Dustin seemed That's to know true. who this character was, so maybe he has a different ex- idea than I did. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The, the the reference that I knew of her was she was working with Mephisto to trick her. Um, I don't know uh, all of the backstory of Agatha. Like, I don't know everything, but I do know, like, the bits of one of the comic book series where Mephisto uses Agatha to set up this world to essentially trick Wanda into wanting to bring her kids back from the dead. And so that's that's my feel. That's how I, you know, from what I know is, you know, she, you know, potentially could be, you know, <laughs> bad news bears <laughs> just from that. Yeah. From the little blurb I read on Wikipedia, she was like a good witch that trained Wanda. Then she died in some sort of accident or defending something. She came back or her energy somehow is what created the twins that Wanda, Billy and Tommy. So they're, she's somehow responsible mm-hmm. for those twins, and um, like she's pivotal in her, the like Wanda learning her witch abilities, but in this series, it's just Wanda has powers and um, Agatha wants them. That's essentially yeah, <laughs> right. her only storyline. Yep. Now we're straight into the MCU. We're no longer in these movie or the. Yeah, kind of sitcom era, which is now yep. it's a Marvel movie <laughs> by the time we get to the final episode. So episode nine, the series finale, Agatha attempts to take Wanda's chaos magic, but is interrupted by the Vision, who tries to kill Wanda before her conditional Vision intervenes. The two Visions fight throughout Westview, while Agatha frees the residents of Westview from Wanda's control. Pleading with Wanda, they convince her to open the bar- the, bar- the barrier... She stops when Vision and the twins begin to disintegrate, but not before Hayward and Sword enter. Monica frees Pietro, who is actually actor Ralph Boner from Agatha's Ralph. Control, <laughs> which I was like kind of disappointed. I'm like, oh, we're so close. Yeah. And, and then helps the twins stop Sword. Vision restores the Vision's memories. Wanda places magic uh, ru- magical runes around the barrier preventing Agatha from using her magic and traps her in her Agnes persona Wanda says goodbye to Vision and the twins before collapsing the hex and then goes into hiding in a mid credit scene Hayward is arrested while Monica is informed by a scroll that a friend of her mother wants to meet in a post credit Captain Marvel in a post-credit scene, Wanda is studying the dark hold in her astral form when she hears the twins cry for her help. So the greatest 
part of this whole episode is the uh, the new the new outfit that Wanda is wearing, like the kick-ass Scarlet Witch. But she finally gets the Scarlet Scarlet Witch yeah, costume. Costume, the crown. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, that's great. And I love that scene where they're like, she's giving her all her energy, blah blah blah, and she's like, nope, uh, actually, I tricked you. These are the symbols that you taught yeah. me last episode, <laughs> and I, in any confined space, uh, only one witch's powers work. And um, actually, I have your powers. I'm already power flipping your teachings on yourself. Uh, that's how yeah. smart I am. Thank you. Thank you. So that is kind of a shout out to her being trained by yeah. Agatha in the comics, mm-hmm. I guess. Absolutely. So the whole new vision and him getting his visions. He just kind of like supermans up and <laughs> just leaves. And I'm like, is he coming he back? And yeah. he never comes back. I'm we like, never well, see that's him again. disappointing. I guess that'll set up the future, but he just doesn't say anything. His yeah. eyes, his pupils change and he's just like, vision out. <laughs> I am vision or whatever. And then he flies off. Yeah. What was that? The ships of. Um... Yeah. One, you replace the rotten wood of the ship. And at some point, all the wood is replaced. Is it the same ship? Yeah, there's a legit. Yeah, I can't it's a real. It. Um, it's a real it's question proverb. that has plagued. It's a debate. Yeah, I read up on that. That was pretty. Cool. I do love how that, how that, uh, like, computer logic. Like, so let's let's just talk this out. We're not just gonna. F- continually fly into each other and punch each right. other as this could happen for eternity uh, i'm going to trick your brain and uh do a, like a logic puzzle on you and see um no th- th- this is like a we're both vision or we're ne- neither of us are vision <laughs> yeah it's uh the ships of theseus yeah so the the ship within theseus and the young youth of athens return from crete had 30 oars and was preserved by the Athenians down even to the time of Demetrius uh, Fairlius, uh, for they took away the old planks as they decayed, putting a new and stronger timber in their place, insomuch that this ship became a standing example among the philosophers for the logical question of things that grow, one side holding that the ship remained the same and the other contending that it was not the same ship. Replace the word ship with vision, and then you have this episode. (laughs) Yeah, you have the vision of Theseus. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I forgot to rewatch. I was going to rewatch the Edward Norton Hulk, Mm -hmm. because at the end, I'm I'm trying to remember the, the end of that movie. He's in a cabin. He's, like, doing some sort of, like... Yeah, he's sitting on the floor doing, like, some kind of meditation um and like he opens his and eyes and they turn yeah green that's or him like trying that. like training himself to to just be in control of the hulk and hulk when hulk out whenever he wants to and not have it like be when he's angry only so yeah so wanda ends the same way where she's like in a cabin out by herself she's like doing something and then she opens her eyes and they turn red instead of yeah. green yeah pale did you get some mm-hmm. serious legion yeah, vibes from the that <laughs> with her and her astral projection did, and how yeah. she's going very quick. It was a little bit like Doctor Strange when he did that too in, oh, yeah, in yeah. Game or whatever, Infinity War. But I'm, yes. I, that alluded back to Legion for me, where he kind of sat there in the whole astral pra- plane. Um, that's where we spent most of that TV series. 
but that was all. That's where, yeah, very David esque of her to like to do that, just yeah. like get into that zone that David did that like all the time, just trying to like hone in his abilities because they're so overpowering at times. Yeah, it would have been cool to have a uh, Benedict Cumberbatch cameo here or something where he, he's like training her or helping her because I feel like that's mm-hmm. where we're headed. Yeah. Right. I was anticipating that kind of thing. Like a you know some that kind of crossover that was because uh, one of the things that I found uh, on Twitter is kind of like a spoiler, uh, but Wanda tweeted out that there's going to be a WandaVision cameo that's going to blow everyone's socks off like Luke Skywalker did at the end of Mandalorian, and so I was like, anticipating something yeah. like that or a cartoon character that looked like Luke Skywalker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I saw people did a deep fake on it and improved that in about a day's worth of work. Yeah, yeah I'm deep like, fakes look way better, more real. His <laughs> eyes look dead in that. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's the end of the series. How? How? how I mean, I guess we should. Do we rate it? We, we recommend it. We don't. No. <laughs> but did we, we like it? it? It was yeah. a fun little thrill Absolutely. ride. I like mystery to things it. like that where you don't know and you got to figure it out. But still, the whole flashbacks, the cameo or not? Well, yeah, the cameos. I didn't get any of those, but um, the nod to the old television shows. So yeah, the callbacks cool. to the comics. Yeah, I, I really appreciated the humor and from watching the behind the scenes like all the sitcom shit was filmed in front of a live studio audience and done just yep. like an old sitcom would have been done and i i just like got a kick out of all of that and like the story is fun and it's just like a unique way to tell a mcu story that still feels yep. like an mcu story i uh yeah going back and watching the making of wandavision it just appreciate like all the costumes and all the the old sitcom references in it like all the like the sets that they've actually like built like for, like the house and like the set mm-hmm. like outside of like Westview like all that was like built and I mean it was like a real town but they they did build a lot of things like and added in some stuff and um, I think we mentioned it throughout the episode that very enjoyable but there was some missed opportunities like here and there that they really could have like built on the the MCU but um, I definitely recommend it it was fun to watch yeah. Then there's a lot of music stuff that Dustin and I will cover in a future Digo ST episode. Drink in Geek OST. Yeah. As the uh, first of the uh, Marvel mm-hmm. TV series shows, spot on. It's good. Mm-hmm. So uh, it can only get better as we go on. Uh, this was pretty good as our first series. And we have the Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, that's out now for a couple of episodes and then we have loki coming up so it's just gonna get better you want me to want me to throw a wretch in it all three episodes into falcon and winter Uh-oh. soldier i like wandavision better the other one's boring Uh-oh. i i don't <laughs> disagree with you it's like eh, eh. i hope it gets better it's getting there I don't get better it's getting better but yeah eh. I, that was actually supposed to come out first but due to covid yeah. it got Delayed. We'll talk about that later, though. So maybe it would have been more exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, drink, drink up, up and, and, and geek out. And, and geek, geek out. One division. Brought to you by Hydra. <laughs>